Alright, alright, let's reach these goals. You're a beast, you're a tiger, you can do this. So in three, two, one, here we go. Yes, yes, alright, and welcome to another episode of Goal Mastery and Motivation Podcast. Before we begin, if you're really looking for a way to reach your goals and would like a little push or a tool or strategy to help you on this incredible journey, we highly suggest getting the Goal Mastery Planner. It is a strategically designed and proven method to help people just like you focus in and break down your goal into manageable steps. Regardless of how lofty or how challenging your goals may be, this tool can really work for you. It's available on Amazon right now. Type in Goal Mastery Planner or for more info, go to the website that's GoalMasteryPlanners.com. G-O-A-L-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y-P-L-A-N-N-E-R-S.com. Now, this is episode 103. I had the privilege of speaking to Tomasu. He is the owner of BVOP Sando Palatana in Montclair. Now, before he opened up this restaurant, he owned a similar pizzeria in Little Falls, New Jersey. And his pizza was so incredibly delicious. He had built such a loyal fan base. His restaurant was so highly regarded. He ultimately sold it, but after a little while, his passion kept telling him to come back to it. And he saw an opportunity in Montclair. I really look forward to meeting him because for any future restaurateurs, Tommaso gives his opinion on what it takes to be successful, and I think it's a good and beneficial listen. So let's take a listen. All right, thank you for tuning in. I am here with Tommaso. He's the owner and operator of, let's say it the right way, I don't mm-hmm. want to mess it up. It is uh, Bivio Pizza Napolitano. Bivio Pizza Napolitano. I've been here <clears> once <throat> before. The food is delicious. The pizza is amazing. Uh, we're here in Montclair, New Jersey, and um, uh, Tommaso has given me the opportunity to interview him because on this podcast, we ask people to talk about their story and how they reached their goals and you know things they wanted to do in life and how they got there. So Tommaso uh, was kind enough to let me come into his uh, restaurant before hours. So if you hear the echo, it's because uh, there's not one person in here other than him and I. So thank you, Tommaso. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Okay. Well, <coughs> yes. So uh, the first thing I'd like to say is, um, from my understanding, you've had a pizzeria before in another in another city, correct? That's correct. I, I've been in and out of the uh, the industry, the restaurant industry, for many years since I'm about 16 years old. Wow. So that's so. Um, but not totally involved to all those years. I'm a musician by trade, and okay. um, when I needed work, I was out of work. I would find work in restaurants because I love uh, I love food. I love it's a passion. Um, it's um, carried through my grandmother, my mother were great Italian cooks, and they made everything at home uh, from oh, scratch. So okay. that's. Uh, we ate very well in the house, so uh, th- there's that passion for food sure. and family and it's being the around the table. Yeah, DNA, <laughs> DNA. Okay, good. And so, um, what was the first restaurant you started? Well, um, I my own restaurant, uh, 1981 or so, we uh, opened up a jazz club and a French-Italian restaurant uh, in Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. And um, it was uh, very interesting, an experiment. Uh, we had the best jazz from New York. And I had just come back from California where I mentored with um, a, a man named Guy Scoey, a Belgian chef. Okay. 
who uh, turned my life around. Oh, really? He really um, worked me hard, uh, but taught me well. Uh, lovely man. Um, I think about him um, every day. Wow. Yeah, what he did. So uh, when I got back from California, he was uh, French style in my Italian roots. So I made a small menu. It was a small restaurant. And uh, a couple of steps down, there was another room where we had the jazz. So okay. uh, it was, um, it lasted a couple of years, but yeah. not, a, not a, a very successful. Um, in one way it was because you learn a lot. So Correct. even though we lost the business, um, it was a learning experience. Sure, but you were also going after a goal and of you got course. there. You got to open up a business with a unique style to it. Jazz and then the fusion of different cuisines. I mean, that's... Exactly. Um, it was, uh, again, me, my brother, a couple of friends. Uh, we had the passion and desire to open this. We loved the music. Uh, we loved the food and we decided to give it a shot. So the, we were young, needed to learn a lot. Sure. Uh, but we, uh, we persevered and uh, took months to open up, but we, we, we went through the uh, channels and we were able to open it up. Yeah. Whether successful or not, we did make it happen, so that was important. Cool. And that was a couple years, you said, right? Yes, that was, we, uh, we were in business in maybe two and a half years okay. or so. A lot of work, a lot of hours. But we didn't know as much as we do today. So, but yeah. so, and it's good experience. I'm glad it happened when I was younger, than when, if I, I I did it as a, an older person, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a life of a life lesson. Right. See, I mean, I like hearing that because sometimes when people are younger, they think they have all this time to try something later on. They have these ideas, they have these possible dreams or these possible goals, but they always have a reason to push them to the side or they're a little concerned that maybe now is not the right time. But just like you said, when you start something earlier, the better off you are. Of course, life is a lesson, you know, and um, it's, not, it's not always going to be up, there's going to be downs, uh -huh. but the idea is to uh, pick the hard times or go through the hard times and take something away with you. Right. And uh, if you have a passion, uh, you work on your passion. Passion is one thing. It, it, it's the motivator. It, it makes you reach for something. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy or that it's going to be exactly what you thought it was. Right. You know, so it's very important to do your research be, uh, you know, taking the reality of how hard it might be to make these goals and um, the work involved, you know. It, it's not uh, like people with, for instance, the restaurant. I know a lot of people that open restaurants thinking it's a lot of fun, you're around people, um, it would be exciting to do this, and then they get involved and they realize Yes, it is fun, and it is great to be around people and, you know, see them smiling when you serve them something good and they're having a good time with family. But uh, there's also the, the hard work, right. the hard work, the long hours, mm -hmm. you know. The prep before the store opens, yes. the yes. procedure yeah. after the store closes. Exactly. And if I just may interject, I really like 
that what I know about you in this restaurant, and perhaps you did this with your other restaurants, is you do you do come out and you do speak with the guests. Oh yes. And oh, yes. you know, not every restaurant owner does that. Not every chef does that. And I think that that's important. That shows customer service, but that also shows confidence in your food. You know, people who don't come out are people who maybe might be insecure for some reason, or they don't have the people skills, social skills. Right. But when you go out and you speak to the your patrons. I think it shows a lot about you and your restaurant, and that is just another admirable trait that I know about when it comes to you in this restaurant. Well, you can see, I mean, I'm, I'm working in the dining room, you know, so, um, and my wife is a beautiful woman. She's, um, you know, when we did our, our other pizzeria, she's uh, very family oriented like myself I have some Italian roots and, and again she ate well and mm -hmm. when we opened we said um, she said actually I wanted to feel like they're coming into our home oh. and we do that we do that at our our home we invite our family and our friends to for dinner and uh, the restaurant isn't any different and my wife says we're going to make this happen, make it feel like home. Little did we know we didn't have to work at it because that's who she is. Right. That's who I am. Right. And we have a wonderful staff. We're fortunate to have great staff. And they're family. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not afraid to come out into the dining room and talk to people. Or, or my, uh, you know, if they, they see they, someone needs something, we'd say, you know, this is our home. And, you know, your guests are at your house and they need a glass of wine or they need wine poured, you pour it. Or they need uh, more bread or they want something, you give them. You know, you don't wait for them to ask, you keep your eyes on it. So it's a little family and this is our home and you come and you hang out with us. You, right. you know, you're uh, our guests, you know, so it gives that feeling. So after the, the Fusion Jazz restaurant, uh, what happened after that? What other restaurants did you go pursue after well, that? Well, after that uh, closed, I worked at um, uh, Il Tulipano in uh, Cedar Grove, a wonderful little Italian restaurant. Now they're a catering uh, house. Um, after that, I went back to the music, and I spent many years playing music. Okay. What are uh, your uh, instruments? Uh, I'm a saxophonist. I play flute. I was a flute major in school, and uh, a little bit of clarinet. Mm -hmm. So I'm a woodwind player. And um, I started working, playing, uh, with a lot of gigs around, and um, as time went by, the music industry changed. Right. And around 2011, I kind of just said, you know, I need a break. You know, there wasn't much work. I was teaching. I was yeah. privately teaching, which was wonderful. I yeah. loved my students. They taught me probably more than I taught <laughs> them. Um, and so, the time was uh, to go and um, make some food, you know, okay. go back to the food. And, I like uh, that time to make some food. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, my family's from around Naples, uh, the Neapolitans, and I love the pizza in Naples. We travel to Naples. And so I decided, like, I, I want to bring the pizza of Naples here. Okay. And um, we studied hard. We expent, uh, experimented, yeah. took me four years to develop the dough that was right, okay. the flavor, the uh, uh, f flavor that we wanted. My wife was my critic. <laughs> and four years, finally, I was able to tweak it 
And she said, okay, that's it. Now we can see, now we can go and open. So wow. it's very important to do your homework, do your research. And I, I just like to emphasize that point because sometimes people just want to get into stuff and say, just let me start, here we go. Yeah. But what you're telling me is you worked on your dough for four years, manipulating and adding ingredients, removing ingredients and taste testing and modifying and yes. things just so that you can get it right before you open. Exactly. I mean, we... We knew the, the texture of the pizza of Naples. We knew that. And we knew flavor, too. But we had a certain flavor profile we wanted. Okay. And we use a natural uh, culture. We don't okay. use commercial yeast. So um, it's 22 years old. We call it the baby. And <laughs> we're feeding that. And it's developing. And, and we're looking for this certain flavor. So, it, it, you know, you, wow. you have to be ready to do something. You can't jump in and try to make the array. I don't believe. You, I mean, it can happen that way, but it's very important, you know, research, uh, historical research, food research in this case, you know, development of product so that when you do open, you are honest with your guests right. and you give them something that you truly believe in. Today, we still, every day, I make dough. And every day, I'm thinking, how can I make it better? What can I do to make it better? Right. You know, so it, and that's the fun part of it. That's the creative part. I love know? hearing that because I think a lot of times when people go into business, they, some, not a lot of times, but sometimes they go in for the wrong reasons. But you just said you have to believe in it and you have to be honest about yeah, it. Exactly. If you create something, if you have a business and you believe in it and you're honest about it, you're not deceiving your guests in any way or your patrons or consumers. And if you believe, then that's going to win. That's going to win people over. And that's going to make you feel good. Your integrity will be, you know, uh, you will have that integrity knowing that you um, created something that you believe in and that you, you know, have honest feelings about. So I like that. People, people feel that. They know, you know. <clears throat> I go to restaurants. I know when it's right and when it's uh -huh. wrong. You can feel it when you walk in the door yeah. a lot of times. Um, and... Hey, listen, there's people that get into the business to make money. I mean, and so go do a franchise, you know what I mean? Then right. you, don't, you don't have to develop anything. It's all there. Right. I mean, there's reasons for you getting in, involved in any business. If it's to make money, then that's one thing. We want to make money. Of course, you have to live. But the bottom line is that we're proud of our product. We're proud of our staff and our, our, our little room here. And uh, it's the love brings the cash. Sure. You know, sure. because people come in, they love it. They say, wow, it feels so good in here. And then the pizza, they, you know, thank God we're blessed. They love the pizza. So yeah. it, you're not fighting. You're, you're, you're just doing, you right, know, right. you're not trying to keep it going and, and people feel that. So it's important as a restaurateur, I think, to uh, stay on top of your game. Mm -hmm. um, use great quality of ingredients, the best ingredients you can. You know, present your food in an honest and simple way. Let the food speak for you, yeah. you know, yeah. instead of you speak for the food and all of it. You know, let it happen for you. That's important in the restaurant business, and then you'll survive. Right. Because it's hard out there. Restaurant uh, is um, 
mortality rate is high, you know, yeah. and uh, you have to put a lot of things together. But I, I mean, to me, it seems like this is going to be here for a while because, I mean, any, every review I, I read just talks about how good this place is. But then you also had a place before there in Little Falls. Yes, right? we, yeah, we did. Um, it was um, Pizza Napolitana, but we were, I was doing and we were doing a lot of other things. Uh, we, we were doing appetizers and okay. um, it, it was the business really thrived. It was very busy, but I was there 16 hours. I mean, I would get up at my house and start making homemade managotti before I even got to the restaurant, wow. you know, and we would do all these appetizers. And uh, every day we would sell out, we would start over the next day. Wow. And I just was, it was getting to be a little bit too much. No, sure. So I backed off right. and uh, without an intention to open up another place. Right. But um, I found this little shop and I said, let's, I'm going to, yeah, I need to do something. I wasn't working. I was about working. to say, something inside you wanted to continue. Oh, yeah, I missed, you know, the, yeah. the fire, the, missing the fire and, uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, making the product. Now, you say fire because for the people who are listening, it's a wood fire grill. I mean, wood fire oven. Yes, it's, right? uh, it's a Pompeii oven. These are ovens designed from... Uh, um, in Pompeii, in Italy, when they discovered the ruins, they found these ovens that oh, were wow. perfectly built, and, and they're still built that way. There's been, you know, different changes, but basically it's the same oven. It's called the Pompeii oven. <clears throat> and this is uh, all wood, okay. you know, gas. So we're just doing everything uh, traditional way. Yeah. Um, and we're keeping the tradition alive. Again, I talk about my family. <clears throat> I have my grandmother and grandfather looking down at me. Oh, uh, and in, in honor of them and, and my mother and my father, yeah. the Italians, um, we're, we, we're just trying to keep a tradition going that we're slowly losing in, in the world today. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's true. And it's true. And I appreciate what you just said. So thank you. Um, how about you tell us a little bit about the decor? Was there any concept or you just felt like... Concept? No, um, this was a butcher shop for 70 years. Okay. So when we walked in, the hardwood floor is here. It's an open space. It's not very big. I think it's uh, about 700 square feet, and that includes the oven and my station in the room. We're very small, uh, but that's good. Um, we wanted it to be um, relaxed, and you can see the colors are just a off-white and, and gray tones. Right. There's little splashes of red oh, in the room. The, I like uh, the photographs are of my brother's uh, trip in 1971 of Naples. Wow. Um, and uh, nice they're all from uh, negative. So uh, it was to, again, bring the feeling of Naples here. Okay. So if you go to pizzerias in Naples, it's kind of like this, you know, it's simple, you know, it's... Okay. And just to make it feel relaxed. People say, wow, it feels so good in here. I feel so relaxed here. Yeah. And that's exactly what we wanted, you right. know, just right. a nice relaxed feel. We don't, we're very small. We don't do big parties because it gets too, yeah. um, what's the word? Um, frenetic or yeah, yeah. so frantic. Yeah. yeah. And we wanted to be relaxed. So we limited sure. the, the tables and the number of people at the table to keep it a, a nice 
relaxed Your atmosphere. Your menu is also uh, more restricted now, right? Not restricted. Yeah, it's exactly. Right now, so you don't have to do those 16-hour <clears throat> days that you used to do. Exactly. Which, uh, is, is amazing that you did that for that long, 16-hour days for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, especially when you get older. When I was younger, it didn't bother me. I mean, I'd be in the kitchen 80 hours a week, you know, and look forward to going back the next day, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, a t it's, it's, it's rough, but... When uh, <clears throat> I was going to open, my wife said, be careful, because she knows I, I'm tempted to make that manigotti or make the meatballs <laughs> or make the uh, uh, ragu, you know, the uh, wild boar ragu with polenta. I, I, I get tempted to do it, but I said to myself, if I'm going to do this thing again, must, I have to be smart. My wife said, be careful, and she's right. And so what we did, I call it a pizza house. That's it. This right. is our product. Yeah. We do have like a well, salad and, and a salumi plate, but that's it. So again, I had to readjust right. to make a successful business without all those other things. Right. So how do I do that? Right. Well, if I'm going to be just pizza, it better be that's the best, best yeah. that I can make. Yeah. And again, being honest and, and doing the right thing right. And, and giving the best ingredients. We get the best ingredients. Yeah. And people, they know it. They just react to it. Sure. You know, whether they say it to us or not, it, it doesn't matter. Just someone walking out the door with a smile and a thumbs up. Right. Never saw them before. <laughs> Everyone says, well, that's cool. You know, it's so awesome that... You know, these people, they're smiling, they're leaving, yeah, yeah. and with a smile on their face, yeah. you know. So, again, I really, truly believe that passion and research and honesty makes it happen. Right. You don't have to work on it, right. you know. Be, uh, be honest, be upfront, be kind. Yes. Open arms in, in this business, it's, uh, you know, the business needs that, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're just fortunate. Like I said, my wife, my staff, myself, we're all that type of people. Yeah. So I mean, I could feel it through this interview. I could feel it in just the way you're expressing yourself. I could tell. I mean, I could, I could feel that passion. I could feel that love that you want to make your guests smile. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I think restaurants, they, you see restaurants, they're theme restaurants. They create an atmosphere. They create it. They, they wanted to feel like this, they, and they work hard to create mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And sometimes it works, and sometimes you can feel it's just created. It's, it's yeah, facade. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. We didn't have to do that. Right. We, ju we just, we do what we do, you know, yeah. and, 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 and we're happy. You know, so not all the time. We, we, you know, we argue with each other, too. And, and we, it's good. You know, it's family, you know. Of course. So I mean, it's, it's nice. If your family's not arguing, then something's not right. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so just let the audience know where's your address and what, where your hours are and okay. things like that. Um, we're, we're located at 107 Pine Street, Montclair, New Jersey. We're here Wednesday through Saturday, 5 to 10 p.m. Okay. It's a very simple little place. We make pizza and, uh, you know, we give you the best ingredients from Italy, you know, homemade. Everything's made from scratch. Anything we can make here, we make it in the oven. We don't buy it. Uh, we make our own bread. Uh, so 
it's uh, just a, a small traditional little place. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's working and it's, it's exciting. And so before we wrap up, I just would like you to imagine you're speaking to like a younger kid or somebody who needs a little bit more motivation is thinking about starting a restaurant. What tips or just, just give them something, you know, to help push them along. Uh, that's what we're here to do on this podcast. Exactly. I understand. Um, obviously the passion is there, has to be there. And I, if you're thinking of opening a restaurant, I think the passion is there. Um, research. Do your numbers. Realize that it's not all fun and games, that there's going to be hard work, long hours. And when you come, uh, when you hit an obstacle, you go through it and be happy that you have that obstacle so that when you get through it, you're on the other side and say, yes, I made it through and I learned so much, so I'm ready for the next obstacle. And so the obstacles should be motivators for you to keep going. Sometimes we get you know, depressed or, we, or, or we're afraid of it and, we, and, and then we lose our interest, you know? And that's, that can't happen. You need to be ready for anything that comes. And it happens almost daily, something, whether it's a, a small thing or a, large, or a larger one. And the idea is, and as you get older, you learn that it isn't the end of the world. You, you use it to move forward, you know, move forward, you know, and, it, it, and it's hard at times to get your head there, but you, you have to maintain that. And then just be honest with yourself, do the right thing, make sure that your product is, is set and don't be afraid to change the product if, if you need to make it better, make it better. Don't get, don't be, you know, you can't just get in a rut. You've got to keep searching and researching and developing, you know, research and development. I, I, we go back to Italy as much as we can, to Naples, and I hit up all the, the pizzaiolis. Uh, I met a few of them, great pizzaiolo, uh, and we taste different pizzas, and we ask questions. And we learn, and we keep learning. So if there's one little thing that we can adjust that's important. So these are the things I think that will make you successful. Um, and the two big ones are passion and honesty, I think. You know, you do that and hard work, you're going to be successful. Wow. Thank you. That was, that was definitely good advice. I hope our audience appreciates what you just said. And... Um, Again, thank you for your time. This is wonderful. This is a great experience. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, all right. That's another episode of the Gold Mastery Motivation Podcast. One more time, we'd like to thank Damasu for sharing with us his story. Also, we'd like to mention that achieving your goals really are possible so long as you keep pushing forward, focus, and really stay on track. Now, if you're looking for a tool or strategy to do this, we highly recommend getting the Goal Mastery Planner, available now on Amazon Prime two-day shipping. Or for more information, go to GoalMasteryPlanners.com. Well, that's it. We really look forward to having you back again for another episode. And remember, beat the morning, lead the day, stick to the plan, and the goals will come your way.